Hey everybody, James here. Um, so one of the shows we're going to be talking about a little bit on the more gruesome side. So if you don't like relatively detailed descriptions of body violence and horror, this might not be the episode for you. Stick around for Chainsaw Man, but as soon as we get to uh, some of the other shows, uh, particularly uh, Shigadui towards the end, you might want to um, just just pause and come back next week. Uh, we'll be talking about other less gory things in the future. That's just a heads up. I don't think that'll apply to most of you, but Better be safe than sorry, you know? Enjoy the podcast. Hello, Annie Trenders. It is I, James, and we're back for another episode of our Spooktober Spectacular. Uh, it's the same folks that we had on the last episode, so it's it's me and Will. Hey there, I'm uh, Will. I'm glad to be back here to talk about all things uh, spooky. And Nick. Hi, I'm here, and I'm also here to talk about all things spooky. Um, and, like, I gotta say, like, at the beginning of this season, I feel like I've lost all of my time. Whereas the last season, I felt like I had some time to pick and choose. But there are, like, so many things that I've been actively watching and wanting to watch. And it's kind of amazing what I'm seeing right now this season. <laughs> I, I am looking forward to watching more shows, but I'm not going to lie. I'm still really bad at watching things. So I've, I've signed up to do three Antibites for the first round of Antibites. And those are the three shows I'm probably going to watch this season. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, I mean, at a glance, I mean, there's a lot of things that were like sequels that I was really excited for. You got like the random reboots that I'm excited for. And then you have like, I don't know. you I, I'm really curious what that first... Um, that first chart is going to look like for this season. Cause I, I really don't know what the results are going to be. And I think that there's just so many things that I'm like really, really hyped for more so than others that I'm like, wow, this is like, I have, I have so many good things to watch weekly. <laughs> I, yeah, the, the first chart that we're going to do uh, for a chart check is definitely going to be interesting. However, I will bet money that I know what first place is going to be. Yeah, it's like I, I will, family. I will bet. Oh wait, season two is out. I totally yeah. Okay. It's like that's what I'm saying. Like hmm. it could, we could be Chainsaw Man number one, which is what people expect. But yeah, it's like but the the broader slice of life comedy viewership. It might be a larger audience, despite not being as vocal. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is that like I think we we can get into like the first episode because now that Chainsaw Man is out. Where for everybody and not just you, not just me who got to watch it alone in a secret bunker, uh, somewhere (laughs) in the Colorado mountains underneath the Denver (laughs) International Airport, which also doubles as a nuclear bunker. I thought you watched it at the LA Convention Center. No, I watched it in my house from you know, like a he 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 got an early screener, yeah, Yeah. right. I sometimes forget we're journalists, yeah, we're journalists, like so, so technically. You could have watched this if you were at some other overseas convention in Japan, like maybe two weeks ago before that. I forget the specific thing. Well, that that's Chainsaw what they Man showed Fest. us. And like the thing is, is that I didn't know what the intro was going to be for Chainsaw Man because that that part was conveniently cut out, like right before the Tomato Devil gets axed, and you're like, wait, that's a weird cut. That's probably where the intro goes. Yeah, they they do that for a lot of like some of the screeners I've gotten for episodes don't have the openings or endings. 
Yeah, because I mean that's that's already like a new story in of itself. Just like knowing what the like intro is going to be, or even just like saying like, "Hey, there's all of the references in the intro." Like before it comes out, uh, there's there's a very good Twitter thread that I found that re- that like grabs all the different films and and TV shows that the Chainsaw Man opening references, and I will post it in the uh, description uh, because I think it's really cool. And part of me is like, "Dang, I haven't watched some of these. I should watch them." Yeah, it was a really good thread. I, I believe some of the references were like uh, some Tarantino films, Big Lebowski. Do you do you remember what else uh, you saw from that quick reel? The only one that sticks in my brain is the Big Lebowski because I have no idea who decided <laughs> that should be in the opening sequence. The shining, the the bowling ball. It, right. it probably was like me because like I would I would have wanted a Big Lebowski reference somewhere in Chainsaw Man for some reason. I don't know. It's there just... was a reference to a japanese horror film but like uh, like so and so versus so and so film like you know how we have like oh, freddy versus the Jason? Sadako versus they, uh versus like, what's her bucket oh, yeah let me, let me, i don't i forgot the other monster sadoko versus kayako yeah yeah that's from yeah because kayako is like another japanese series because like sadoko is from the ring whereas kayako is from juan which is like very japanese horror film yeah we should watch those. Maybe we'll maybe next year for Spooktober we'll talk about live action film. I mean, I could I could go into a giant spiel on the Wailing again because like wow that was that's a film that's just like haunts my brain the more I think about what I watched. You, you'll have to next time you watch it make sure that I'm in town so I can come over and we can watch. Oh yeah, It'll absolutely. Be fun. Anyway, Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man. I had forgotten how. This is going to sound really weird, I guess, but, like, how comforting the rumble of a two-stroke engine is. Like, I really like the sound of an idling chainsaw. Just just in a vacuum. I think that sound is nice. So, like, oh, like, as in, like, bec- like before he's even fighting, like, he's just, like, you hear the kind of rumble Yeah, you, you have, because, you know, a chainsaw is, it's your internal combustion engine. It's a two-stroke engine, which means every stroke is a power stroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of that, you get some kind of hiccups in in the way that your your explosions work because you're often combusting. You you have your fuel. All right, real quick, we're gonna go into some brief mechanical engineering. So <laughs> most chainsaws, if memory serves, are like one cylinder, two stroke engines, which means that you have a compression stroke and you have a power stroke. And the compression stroke is when you are compressing your air and fuel mixture before ignition, and then ignition happens, and then you have your power stroke, which is the kind of mini explosion that happens that forces the piston up and gives you energy. Um, That stroke is combined with the next set of fuel injection. So at the same time that you're like exploding and exhausting your exhaust gas, you're also adding air and fuel for your next compression stroke. This is different than four-stroke engines, which is like what cars use, where it's suck, squeeze, bang, blow. So you have kind of a suction piston motion that doesn't produce any energy, a compression stroke that doesn't produce any energy, a uh, ignition, which is your power stroke. And then you have another stroke that com- that vents, uh, another kind of like a compression stroke, but there's you're not compressing anything. You have an exhaust valve open that shoves all the exhaust out. Um, the two-stroke engines don't have that exhaust. So you're mixing fresh air with some leftover combustion parts and some extra CO2. But in exchange for kind of dirtier emissions, you get more power because instead of 
one in four strokes being a power stroke, one in two strokes is a power stroke. So you get twice as much power. I'm saying the word power a lot, which makes me think about the character. She is not related to internal combustion engines. But I mean, it's a good it's a good segue into into the show. Now that I look back on it, mm-hmm. I was trying to find a pun with power, but I can't. All I can say is from the intro, like because we didn't we don't see power in the first episode, but it's so nice watching her like dance around with Denji. I it, yeah, I it was so like, nice seeing her dance. Like around. it, it, it kind of gave me that yeah. little like emotional like oh wow that's a really joyful motion that I was so happy to see kind of animated as part of it. I think that like um. There's kind of, like, a difference between, like, seeing her personality play out in the manga versus kind of seeing it in motion. Like, like you don't even have to hear her audio to, like, kind of... It, yeah, it's all about the body language, and when you have animation, it's so much easier to get that body language than it is from just stills in a manga panel. Yeah, no, that, that's like, that was, like, one of my favorite parts from just, like, that, that intro sequence um, that I got off of the second watch for, for Chainsaw Man. So, like, yeah, I'm really, really excited for this. Man, how about that first episode? So we have Pochito, my love. I love Pochito. The voice they they did for him is adorable. Yeah, it's it's Absolutely it's just literally Nanachi. So it's like it's the part that's so funny. I was like, oh, that makes sense. This that so that cute. patented squeak. I I I'm honestly shocked that someone can like produce sounds in that vocal range. To be honest, because it's just that like that natural nasally squeakiness that comes out. That's so funny. Yeah, it it really matches the fact that he looks like a chew toy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't get that part out of it. But like, like the other sound effects I heard, like remembered from like that, like very first scene where you can see him like kind of pitter pattering a log. Like, I, it's just like these little small things that you wouldn't have gotten from <laughs> just a tiny pitter patter noise. I'm like, oh yeah, small <laughs> so dog sweet. run. Um, I wonder how many people are going into Chainsaw Man not realizing that like Pochita is like only like a chapter one thing, you know. Um, I, I think a lot to be perfectly honest. Especially because like the like he's mascot everywhere, and you're like, oh wow, like like is he just his pet? Like does he give him the powers, and then like when they stop transforming, does he go back to like Denji and Pochita? Like <laughs> that was like that. I'm I'm just I'm just making up like what a theoretical person could have been thinking going into it. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be anime only. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, no, I am uh, anime only. I mean, I think I remember reading the first two chapters of uh, the Chainsaw Man manga. I think a few months ago, and like, uh, I- I'm kind of, I- I'm not that far into it, but like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that uh, Pochita just had like s- so much of an impact in episode one, and I assume we don't see much of him later because like he, he's uh, formed, he, he's like blended uh fused together with uh uh denji right yeah yeah he's That's basically it. taken his heart so now we have a tiny little doggo for a heart devil devil in my heart which is not <laughs> the intro despite for some reason who who was that again at at crs sim sim yeah at sim with an m at i end. i still don't understand that and if i ever get the chance to like ask them be like yo why did you say quote this is the theme song to Chainsaw Man before playing Devil in My Heart at Crunchyroll Expo, like, in front of people. Like, it felt so assertive that, like, when I heard that at first, I thought that was, like, a leak. And then it listen, was... listen. <laughs> our, our source for that is secondhand from a drunk co-worker, so, you know? <laughs> like, I'm, Pretty unreliable. I'm unreliable at a concert. 
I I was glad we didn't roll with that because that that could have been like disaster if we had like actually just like posted that on our Twitter timeline. Be like source. Oh yeah, source. Yeah. Drunk man at concert said that the guy <laughs> on stage said we are now playing quote the official theme song for Chainsaw Man. That like, that that would have been a funny thing to write for sure. Oh um, god. Not 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 again to maybe like conspiracy theory, but like. What if, what if at that point they just like decided to just change the artist and the song completely just because of that, like, guess unverified leak? That would nah. be like extra vengeful, like especially for like for these sort of things. I I I would be double shocked if that was the case. Like, I mean, now that like it's it's not the main theme of the song of the show, and what is it? Is it the endings that have a unique? All yeah, we're gonna have a different ending for every episode. Yeah, every ending's different. Yeah, got it. It could be okay. an ending theme. It could be. Yeah, I mean, at what point will they bring up that there's devils in his heart? Which is pretty much, it could be any any episode at that point. Yeah, um, we'll see. They could also maybe use it as an insert song, but uh, I'm not. Ooh, I'm not. That's too a sure. thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with, with Nick's statement on kind of the sound is really what makes this show because um, the manga is really good um, and and the, the paneling and the sequencing just looks really nice. And so it's already a fantastic manga to read. I think everybody should. Uh, you can check it out. Part two of the series is currently like coming out, I think, every other week. And you should read that on the Shonen Jump Plus app. And then... Um, you can if if you pay for the like it's two dollars a month and it gives you a hundred chapters a day of just like reading the backlog. You can power through all of uh, the first part I think in one sitting. I don't recommend it uh, because you're gonna go on a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, I, I was gonna do. say like some volumes I had to just be like, all right, I'm taking like a week break from this because like I need to. I need to emotionally reset from everything I want. I witness because, like, if everything just kind of blows by, like, it doesn't doesn't hit as hard. We're not sponsored by Viz Media, by the way. We should no, be, though, but, but... <laughs> yeah, Viz, give us money. Give us um, money. no, but like, look, if there's gonna if there's a legal way to consume media, you should, especially when the 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 part that's not free. Like, mo- if you're up to if you stay on top of series. You don't have to pay anything. It's free. It's only if you fall behind that you have to pay something. And even then, it's two bucks. It's two dollars. Like, I'm pretty sure I can find more than that in my parents' couch cushions. Yeah. Not my couch cushions, though, because I'm too good at uh, keeping a track of all my change. I'm pretty sure I have two dollars in pennies just sitting in a dish on my counter. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that like would advocate for some series I think are, are really good in print versus digital. Like that, that's where I'm hung up on from some, some manga for, for Chainsaw Man. I've only read basically part one through the um, physical release just cause like I'd like flipping through a bunch of stuff. And I think, yeah. Um, kind of helps setting my own pace to like when I want to go back and read stuff to go all the way through. What one thing for most, oh, keep I was just going to say, cause this is like one of those mangas that like I really liked flipping to the through the fights going back rereading the specific fights like there's there's a lot i guess um with like getting the retrospective um view on on some parts of chainsaw man that Mm -hmm. makes me really appreciate a lot of the stuff the anime is doing because it's basically like my second time going through the story now i felt like 
there's a lot of things that like Denji says or does that I think comes like without without saying oh this is a spoiler because I don't really think it is but it's just things that I, th- I I gain more kind of appreciation for Denji that I didn't really have as much through the first time watching some of the same scenes um, like and I I don't think a lot of shows or, or manga end up doing that where like you end up having like just a lot of like interesting foreshadows or tidbits that are like kind of thrown in that like second time viewers are like wow this is like I'm I'm reading or watching something completely different now. Can can we talk about um real quick literally the first scene? Yeah, was that that was in the manga, I'm pretty sure, right? Yes, it is way later in the manga. Is it really? I'm like I'm trying ah, to Does think. the phrase does the phrase don't open it ring a bell? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's like the most yeah. important thing. So, it in that in that part of the story there's a a bunch of different scenarios where that phrase comes up and that is one of the doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll leave it at that for people that are anime only. Real quick, jumping back to the reading online and reading uh, digital. Uh, if you are reading it digitally and you are reading on a tablet, please turn it sideways so that you can get those full two-page spreads. Because if you read it kind of vertically, then those two-page spreads get split up and you're only reading one page at a time and it really it really breaks some of that. But I also like it because you get the full spread as opposed to if you're reading a, a bound printed novel or volume... You, the, the the spread kind of creases into the middle because you don't want to like break the spine of your book <laughs> anyway so we've talked a little bit about the about the like broad strokes of of episode one but are there any is there anything else people want to talk about regarding the first episode because i have some notes i uh, uh I, I have some thoughts yeah um, let's hear them I, yeah it's nothing too special but like i've with Chainsaw Man, I I felt like the hype was like pretty real. Like it was building, like for I think close to over a year or so. And I I felt like if it's the hype is the hype is real with the first episode. Um, just relating to our I guess our gory theme for this episode. Um, like I was really I really liked the the um second half where you know there's like uh the he just embraces his chainsaw man form uh rips through a bunch of zombies and you know there's just like blood guts and arms limbs just flying flying like all over the place so uh it, it's very grindhouse but i feel like it's also it, it it'll also be like really popular it'll kind of like transcend its own uh, niche um like by the end of the day so like i i really enjoyed it and uh just as uh, I guess a casual anime only fan, like I think it'll it'll appeal to a lot of people. Uh, maybe not the I guess the 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 viewers that are kind of averse to gore gore and blood, but uh, I think they'll have fun nonetheless. Yeah, and that's the actual thing that's super funny is like the first episode, even like from the first chapter, I feel like he's like the slowest part for Chainsaw Man. Funnily enough, like. The actual fight with, like, the zombie devil in manga is only, like, the two-page spread of just, like, oh, he comes back, and then it's just kind of over really quick. But, like, man, the visuals on that fight were so expanded. Um, You had, like, the shot where um, the zombie devil grabs the zombies and is chucking at them, or or he hits Denji and he keeps going flying. And, like, that's all captured with that, like, 3D panning thing. So, like... I, I don't know how they were able to do it, but it just seemed like they were able to use like the 3D model in order to like dynamically change the um 
the camera angles like on the fly. So that way it was a matter of like rotating the camera angles for those specific sequences. Because it really had like that view of like having like a drone footage like following Denji that whole fight as it was rotating around. I thought it was so cool watching that part. I, I it's funny though, Will, that you bring up the uh, the gore part because I I do know at least a couple people that are not going to watch this show because the, like uh, they started the first episode mm-hmm. and then we're like, nope, too much, too much gore. I'm done. And they they, they put just it down. like pieced out early, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean. That that's totally fine. I totally get it. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna to fault them for that. It is amusing though, because I did watch this while I was at work. Like I was on my lunch break, and so I'm like, I'll watch the episode while I eat. Um, and then like I suddenly had like a bit of awareness about 20 minutes in, going, "Oh wait, just any of my coworkers can just walk past my workstation and see what uh, I'm uh, watching." I mean, at least they're not like hearing the sound design of like chainsaw rev. Oh yeah, noise yeah. going around. I mean, like. It'd be like your boss coming in, kind of like the "Are you winning, son?" sort of energy, and then like looking at your laptop, being like, "Okay, goodbye." <laughs> like as they're just seeing yeah. like <laughs> zombie bits getting shredded to, to a million pieces or something. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Any any other comments on episode one? Uh, I mean, kind of piggybacking on what you said with the sound design was like, man, the ma- the chainsaw noise made it look really scary for like from the devil perspective. I, I think what made it really interesting was that instead of like because of like the revving noises and everything else going in, like man, like you can kind of feel the fear it would be of actually fighting Chainsaw Man was like really interesting and that really plays um into the later themes from the show. Any other last thought I have is that I think the beginning is like the most shonen shonen thing, like for like a story structure to begin. Um, yeah. So I'm actually kind of curious how people are going to like keep receiving the show as it goes because I think the opening bit is really much like trying to show Denji has like no human has had like no human kindness for like however many years like five or six years straight and has been living in a dump forever and then like all of his other qualities are going to be coming out in the next couple episodes and you're going to kind of I'm going to, I'm kind of going back to that initial bit on his character saying this is a person that has like no upbringing of any sort and is devoid of human kindness and has not been treated like a human being for his entire existence so I'm like really curious how many people are going to be like ooh he just like me for real. He just like me for real. Just like me for like, like not not knowing like not remembering like just the beginning parts, but just like the like later parts of him that come out that are like, ooh, I identify with that behavior, and it's like I just think that's so funny because like just I already it's lost. very concerning. If you identify with Denji, uh, get help. Oh, I mean, maybe maybe a little bit on my my end, but not like wholeheartedly. To be honest, I mean. Uh, I I I sort of connect with the way he just like yearns for the simplest like I guess manly pleasures like trying to find um just the girl to cuddle with or or something like that like I I don't know I I just kind of found 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 that I kind of sympathize with him a little bit on that yeah and it, it they are like really much like pretty much like the typical shonen protagonist tropes, but like they're kind of inverted in a lot of ways just because of the fact that like it's coming from a person that has again like devoid of humanity for so long. Um, that it's like I, I always felt like Fujimoto was trying to say that like you should only be having these simplistic motions if like 
like you're basically feral at that point. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I mean. <laughs> That comes up all the Yakuza are being like, yeah, the best part about him is we can just treat him like a dog. Like, n- the people around him don't treat him like a person. Yeah. I mean, he did sell, I think his, I uh, can't believe what he sold off, but, like, his eyeball and, like, one of his testicles it was like, okay. Yeah, one of his kidneys. He, he had infinite debt, so. It... He had, like, kaiji levels of debt. I feel like kaiji only lost his fingers, though, but then got them reattached, like, immediately. Yeah. It's because he's good at gambling. Denji's not good at gambling. <laughs> yeah, I, it's we'll get. I think as as the series progresses, I'd like to talk more about kind of the themes of of Chainsaw Man. Uh, even the ones that like a dense person like I can um, can I can identify. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the comments I wanted to make, and this this would be a lot funnier if Medi was still with us in loving memory. He's not dead. We just like to think about him. Uh, is the is the tiny little clips from Makima uh, at the very end. I knew who her voice actress was going to be when the announcement was made mm-hmm. because that same Seiyu voices a character in one of the mobile games that I play. Yeah. And I was really interested to see where she would take Makima as a character. And the thing that kind of intrigued me and it was, it was a, uh, it defied my expectations for the character. Cause when I, when you read, you kind of give, qualities and tones to characters um you know based on how they how they act and what they what they say and if you've watched enough anime eventually you start pulling together like tropes into like Mm -hmm. this is roughly what they'll sound like and makima's voice sounds a lot younger than i imagined the character would sound oh Um, i think i know why though why you think that I, I'm intrigued to see where this goes, though, because there's there's one theory I have that I don't want to talk. Well, I'll talk about it anyways, just because if you're watching the anime only, whatever. Uh, I care for you, but read the manga. Uh, sorry, Will. I, I mean, just um, just even using fine. like episode one context, I could I could I could form the argument just with whatever. Oh, go for it. I'd love to hear it. your thoughts on that. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm reading you, James. Like you expected Makima to have the deep, like, step-on-me kind of energy voice, but I, yeah. I feel like from Denji's point of view, Makima is, like, literal angel because of when she sees him for the first time, he's just been covered in guts, and all he wants is a hug. But then also, on top of that, like, she just tells him, hey... She's gonna feed him like, breakfast. You want, you want to get a breakfast? Like, are you hungry, you little guy? <laughs> like, like, still talking to him like he's a little chihuahua. But because of that whole point of, like, Denji not having any sort of upbringing in any sort of way of being a human being, that, like, being treated like a good dog is, like, infinitely better than, like, what he had already been given. So, like, yeah. when, when she's describing to, like, saying, oh, yeah, we can get some salad, some coffee, a donut for breakfast. And, like, this is from the guy who was, like, already budgeting, like, a slice of bread for dinner. Yeah. Like, every day for a month. So, like, that sort of, like, thing is, like, like it's, like, the equivalent of someone showing up and giving me, like, a million dollars, like, no questions asked. Like, yeah, I'll probably do whatever they ask of me uh, within reason because, like, wow, mm-hmm. that really just solved all of my immediate problems. Yeah, absolutely. I I see it as a um, as kind of just a, a potentially using that tone of voice to contrast more with with the character as the series develops. Because I also the Gap. I'm a big fan of the Gap. Uh, not the clothing brand, but like the difference in 
in uh, kind of presentation that way. I know it comes up a lot with, I mean, tsundere is usually where you where you get that a lot the most, mm-hmm. is, is the difference in w- the way that a character acts. And so in this case, it'll be the difference in the way that they sound and the way that they act. Because, again, you would assume certain characters sound a certain way because most of the time they're cast that way. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, just seeing where it goes. Uh, but also, I have I have Revue Starlight Relive Brain Rot, and I can't not think of the character I first heard as uh, Tomori Kusunoki. So, uh, yeah, I, I have... Uh, it's uh, Neuron Activation, except auditory instead of visual. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a problem. I'll work on it. So, like, before we go on to the next segment, does anyone else have anything else to add? For Chainsaw Man episode one. Yeah. Um. Well, I actually when I heard uh, Makima for the first time, I thought her I thought her voice uh fit pretty well. I I just like from my limited experience with the series, I assume she's sort of like uh a little um I guess her tone is a bit subtle, but she also demands she's also she also like asserts her presence and like. A pretty like uh, quiet way, but uh, yeah, I kind just from from looking at the first episode, I think it fit pretty well. Um, and also, um, just going back to the ways like certain uh, chapters from the manga were adapted, I, I guess it the chain the, the changes were pretty well done. Just because I I feel like you know we got a slow kind of beginning, and then you know at the end we got like a pretty Pretty, uh, pretty gnarly uh, action sequence. So I, I thought it was perfectly uh, paced um, in the end as well. Yeah, I mean the, the setup of the of the episode's pretty good. I I do like Nick's comment on like yeah, it's pretty shonen because that was also another critique from one of our other staff members of like yeah, the show I think is just too shonen for me. And I'm like, I I too having shonen. the knowledge <laughs> of what comes in the future, I'm like I don't think you're correct, but hearing someone else say the first yeah. episode is like that knowing that that you know nick says it's shonen and nick has read the series so nick knows what i know and so hearing him say that gives more credence to the the statement from this from this other yeah person. and it's i mean crazy. like the thing is like what, what, what we're going to talk about in like eight weeks from now could be completely different from what we see now um yeah i mean it's it's like we're pretty much at the beginning. I mean, this is the baseline and stakes are just going to keep getting higher as we go. Um, yeah, so. it's it's a strong beginning. I am interested to see how things progress. MAPA recently has not had the best reputation in terms of working conditions for staff. And usually when that happens, the production as the series moves along starts to decline. Um and as 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 Nick said, it's just gonna like the stakes are just gonna get higher. The action sequences are just gonna get more demanding. And I, I I'm seeing those kind of two lines, as 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 the graph of time moves forward, the two the lines of effort required and effort available are diverging more and more. So uh, we'll we'll see what it looks like. I do think that there is kind of like a certain irony of like the mental image of like working on Chainsaw Man in like the theoretical. Mappa anime basement dungeon, like where you're like basically working like on animating Denji going through like terrible working conditions. <laughs> He's just like me for real. <laughs> That's like that is like the most de- like depressing. Very thought. ironic. I really, really hope that that's not the case. 
Um, yeah. And I would be justifiably outraged if that was true. Another um, shift in the content mind. But yeah, the only other thing I see is like, I see right now, like on Mal from even just one episode, it's like ranked at 13 on on Mal topped over over time. So for all time, um, I don't know what it's gonna look like by the end of it. Oh, man, that's a that's some pretty hyped initial. It beginning. is very hyped. It, it, I it think will I, it will dethrone uh, Full Metal Alchemist maybe. No, nah. nah, every time, every like, time it even all. anything comes close, people like reactivate their their Mal accounts to like give the <laughs> offending show a one. Like look at it right now. So like the the Bleach reboot is also on. Has like I don't even know if the first episode aired in the U.S. for the new Bleach. It's got nine point one one on Mal right now. Effort May Brotherhood nine point one two. Guarantee people activated their Mal accounts on on Brotherhood, made made clones of it, and then like also then uh, downvoted for the Bleach, giving assigning it ones. Um, if anything, though, Such is Mal. technically, Man, I would say Mal- Chainsaw Man would be top 10 because there's like five Gintamas in the top 10. So like that should not, <laughs> that, sh- that doesn't count. Like, it's, it's one. It's just Gintama. Yeah, Gintama should be consolidated. Um, so yeah. Um, I should watch Gintama. I'll get around to it. It's fun for like the bits. Like it, it's fun every so often for me. It's like, yeah, yeah it scratches that itch that no other, no other show gets for the comedy. Now on to our, our themed part of the episode, and I wanted to segue into this going, ah, yeah, Chainsaw Man is very gory. Let's talk about gory shows. Yes. Because in our, in, our, mm-hmm. in our Darker Than series, um, we're going to talk about shows that are, are too gruesome for, for the common viewer or, you know, for the, the, the average person. You know, the shows you wouldn't show your parents necessarily. Or maybe I'd show my dad. We just high five or something. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't know how that y'all just, were raised, but uh. <laughs> nah, that, that just reminds me. Uh, that just reminds me of the uh, the Metalocalypse. I think with uh, the that the show about the death. About oh death yeah, lock and stuff like that. It was just yeah. like <laughs> I know that you all don't have your fathers. Nah, I love my dad. It's great. <laughs> Just get like that little cutaway where it's like they're playing like putt putt golf and raising golf carts <laughs> or go karts. Oh, that's an iconic clip. Anyways, yeah. So gory shows, and because we spent the first half of the episode talking about Chainsaw Man, we're only going to limit ourselves to one entry apiece. And uh, Will said he had one, and I'm super interested in what Will's is, so I'm going to let Will go first. Yeah. Uh. Well, speaking of gory shows with uh pretty excellent uh, sound production. Uh, I want to talk about uh, kind of an underrated anime uh, called Elfin Lead. <laughs> um, ah, yeah. Bef- so I don't know if you two are are aware of of the that notorious show, but uh, uh, honestly, if you want like something gory and and something you shouldn't uh, show your parents or grandparents, uh, then Elfin Lead is definitely up on high up on that list uh especially the first episode where you know it kind of follows like this uh pink-haired uh girl called uh from a race called diclonius i believe and they have these like psychic powers that just forms like invisible uh tentacle hands that just like doesn't she like make a person explode yeah, she makes a person explode. She throw she massacres like limbs off pe- ev- like pretty much massacres everyone, just cuts off limbs from everyone. 
in in that show uh there's a lot of beheading and a lot of like blood spurting out like uh like a fountain um and like that that first episode alone is like uh, honestly i don't think you can you you can't make that type of anime nowadays like uh, unless you you put it directly on netflix is like it the uncensored version of that first episode alone is just like it 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 just warrants a, a really good uh, gory time and you know it has that um haunting theme that uh, always comes in through every through every episode and uh like there's other gory moments that i remember too like uh in in the classroom scene where like she she kind of goes ham after seeing like uh, her favorite dog get murdered by like her by these like uh really really bad uh, classmates that she has so um you know again she just uses her power just to make people explode cut you know just cuts everything there's a lot of blood and like really detailed uh mass like body parts in 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 the show so uh that that's my whole like spiel on elfin lead if we like are talking about gory anime um uh choices today but uh yeah, I'm kind of curious about what your guys, what your guys' experiences are uh, with uh, with that show. I, I have not watched it. I have seen kind of clips of it, and a lot of times it'll sometimes come across my feed as kind of the example of like, wow, this is gory. Of like either scenes I think from like the first episode of the anime, or I think it's adapted from a manga. And there's uh, yeah. some panels. Yeah, it does, it's uh, adapted from one... manga. Yeah, yeah, I think there's one where it's like, oh, and a bunch of people just got like cut in half like at the waist and so then you just it goes from like one scene and then the next panel is just a bunch of pairs of legs uh my memory might be a little hazy on that so i i have not watched it it's one of those like hmm i feel like i should watch it and then it goes on the pile of things to watch along with literally <laughs> like everything else the, yeah the list is too long at this point yeah there's a lot of mutilation and just like i i don't know it, it it's gained a cult following for sure and like it, it's uh, like I said, it's not for the faint of heart, but you know, it, it's it also apparently um like inspired the Duffer Brothers to you know in, in making like Stranger Things. So I could definitely interesting. Yeah, I, I could like I, I'm a big Stranger Things fan, so I definitely saw some of that uh, influence uh, because of the girl with the psychic powers. But uh, yeah, a lot of lot of blood, a lot of mutilation. All the I'd say if you're a gore 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 um anime fan like that elfin lead is like one of those top anime like you you need to watch to to believe and and see what uh, really goes on um how about you uh nico okay so for i don't really have any just like james like i've never actually watched elfin lead um i have heard so many mixed things on it um and i had to kind of like revisit as you were talking uh revisit like the the pvs of everything else so like from the PVs of what they show, they show, like, a guy's arm getting broken. She's kind of like this experiment thing that, like, yeah. breaks out of a lab of some sort. And then I see that, yeah. like, other scenes involve her kind of, like, at at a school as, like, a cat girl. So, like, how does, how does, <laughs> is there, like, kind of, like, a split on the tone of the show? Because it can't be, like, 100% movie, so, is there? Or is it, like, oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, it's a cat girl at, at school. Oops, something bad happens. Oops, someone goes splat now. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't mean, know if that's how the show goes, but yeah, yeah. So the anime series uh, has a pretty like 
it's got kind of got a, a trashy reputation among like certain anime circles and like i've uh i haven't rewatched it in a while but just from my own viewing experience so uh the girl like that girl you know the she kind of after she kind of goes on a murderous rampage in the lab and escapes um like right before she does that she gets hit in the head with like uh um i I think it was a i think it was a pretty like heavy uh artillery like gun or something like that but uh she's knocked out into the ocean and just washes ashore and then she kind of yeah has this amnesia uh but like throughout certain moments of the anime she kind of displays like uh split personality so you know one moment she's this like uh murderous like really vengeful um violent uh alien girl and then the next moment she you know she's uh just an innocent girl uh doesn't remember who she is and kind of puts on that uh moe moe kyun uh kawaii face uh <laughs> at, at that point so th- she has uh she kind of battles with like you know, amnesia and her uh, split personalities through that, through the series. So that's why you kind of see those two, like, shifting tones kind of uh, mesh together throughout the series. So I, I hope that uh, clarifies things for you. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. All right, Nick, do you have an entry? Um, I do, and I'm trying to think which one I should go with at the last, last second. Uh, okay. I'm gonna go with Doro Hedoro, which is conveniently also from Mappa, which I I don't know if it's the same ex- like a lot of the same crew from. It's so Chainsaw hard to tell Man, with Mappa, but from the beginning of seeing like the Chainsaw Man PV, it was giving me a lot of the same vibes that Doro Hedoro had. I guess with the usage of the 3D and some of the the environments. Um, I feel like it's one of the shows that is like really, really close in tone to Chainsaw Man. So, and it also has kind of that element of Halloween spook that helps me with this. Um, so, Doro Doro came out in 2020. Um, you can currently watch it on Netflix um, based off of the same manga. So, it's pretty much about uh, a gritty world that has a portal that separates two separate worlds from each other you have one where it's the hole uh which i forget one is like non-magic which is all like gritty wastelandy survival place hole, hole is is the non-magic hole, hole the hole is the non-magic i forget what the 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 demony dimension is but it's like essentially a dimension just for warlocks that they all look just like normal people, except warlocks have kind of a crazy society that is basically like equivalent to like real world um, examples of like this is this would be like a devil worshiping plane where everything that they have is devolved into like using their specific magics, which end up playing epic pranks on the denizens of the whole. And by that, I mean actually like using their magic, like kind of experimenting on them or like turning them into thralls for like no reason or like, yeah, it's an epic prank, bro, where the result of the prank is like, sometimes you get mutilated and sometimes your head gets replaced with a lizard. Yeah. It's, it's like a whole society based on like pure chaos. It's just, it's just the most entropic world you can think of. Because everyone in there is certifiably insane, but it makes sense given their own internal logic. Because, like, mainly this whole story is that 
Our protagonist is a man named Cayman who got turned into a lizard head. Um, and now his name is Cayman because he also doesn't know anything. He's got no memory. Um, and he's got to go find the warlock who turned him into lizard man. Um, meanwhile, he also loves eating, uh, what's Gyoza. it? Gyoza. Gyoza. Yeah. Which, Gyoza. uh, Nikaido is, a one of the strong, strong people of the whole that ends up cooking. Like, basically, she has, like, two jobs. She cooks Gyoza, and sh- she kills people. <laughs> In... <laughs> Honestly, goals. It's yeah, an, so... On, it's an epic side hustle, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's so... So, it's kind of this mix of, like, you, you're basically following Kim and Nikaido, um, as he's trying to figure out, like, okay, which one was the was was the warlock that epically pranked him, and the only way he can check is by getting the warlock in their mouth, in his mouth, and somehow, some some somehow, the curse is going to tell him, like, oh, this is the person, or if it's not, and there's if, a second face in his head that asks people, "Did you do this?" And so, like, Cayman has to like put someone's head in his mouth. And then take their head out of his mouth and then ask them, what did the dude inside my mouth tell you? (laughs) Yeah. And then regardless of if they answer yes or no, um, usually no, but all of them have answered no because he hasn't found the warlock. Uh, He then murders them because, you know, like if you're in the hole, you're probably going to kill, going to kill these warlocks on sight. And so usually it involves all sorts of ripping and shredding and tearing because, I mean, the man has reptilian face and teeth. Um, and even, like, the magic within the, like, warlock side is also, like, horrifying in a lot of ways. I mean, you have, like, the people who end up, like, all of the things about the warlocks, like, they, they wear, like, masks of their own choosing, which kind of sets aside their own personality. Um, and so some of them, like, like, some of the big assassin dudes, like, he wears, like, a literal heart on his face. Um. Oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. Shin. Shin is great. Noise great. Shin actually wears his mask backwards. He, he has, uh, what... Oh no! I'm thinking about the. I, I like the warlock with the mushroom powers. Actually. Mushroom powers. Yeah, yeah Ankyo is like the best character, and 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 sorry, not Ankyo. And like he's a great villainous character because at the end of the day, I almost like root for him all the time because he has like his own simple pursuits in like going through chaotic uh, warlock land, and he's just like he really likes his uh, new fun dog pet that he adopts. And he has, like, this soft side to it. But he's also has, like, objectively one of the scariest powers. Like, he basically can, like, turn people into mushrooms. And he, he could accidentally, like, irradiate an entire city full of mushrooms that just convert all of your, your bones, turn them all into mushrooms. But, yeah. I think the key thing with the tone of the show is, like, everyone's pretty nuts because death and destruction and general mayhemery is, like, a daily basis. Like... Yeah, it's just life. That's just life from both the mm-hmm. hole and the magic warlock place because like they even have like festivals in the warlock which is kind of like like almost like they have like a Halloween thing every day and like people it's it's just like a known thing. Like someone's going to die here. Someone's going to just die in horrible ways and it's going to be kind of funny to them. And it's just a really really interesting like dark fantasy tone um uh that's kind of just unlike um other I guess settings I've seen in stories. Yeah, it's got kind of that absurdist quality, except that it takes advantage of the absurdity and just applies it to horrific body mutilation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Also, uh, a lot of different ending themes, and some of them are absolute bangers. I love some of the ending themes, including uh, 
there is one where it is supposed to look like you're playing Doom, mm, like yeah, OG yeah. Doom, except you have the mushroom powers, and so you you're, you're it's a point of view like running around turning POV, people into mushrooms. POV, U R N, turning people into mushrooms for fun, like yeah. But um, yeah, No Name did the uh did the uh did the music and the ending themes and. Let's see, night surfing and D D D D. Those those two are the are the ending themes that I like the most. They did like six or seven. You should listen to them. I'll link them in the uh, in the podcast description. And as I say that, I gotta like write it down. I almost am like like someone's gonna ask like what does D D D D even stand for? And like they, the other question is like what does Doro Hidoro stand for? And like the show explicitly says it just doesn't know what it stands what that stands for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there is there bad. any guesses that... like because i don't know because like you know how, like durarara like sounds like nonsense until you, like it, it's more apparently like the sound like a motorcycle makes when it's revving like i don't know what dora Hidoro would so the only at least for dddd because again i have bushiroad brain rot uh dig delight direct drive <laughs> Boo. yeah i know that that is a joke for maybe a thousand people and i don't think very many of them actually listen to the podcast I'm about to drive all the way to Medi's house and just yell at him for not watching Utena for like someone who has like talked so much about Revy Starlight and now that like Gundam Mercury has out is out now. I need to watch Witch of Mercury. I, we'll talk about Witch of Mercury yeah, later. When I, I've, okay, when I'm gonna I've drive to your house it. first and be like, "You need to watch this." You, you watch. You do realize I live like 1,400 miles away, right? You do realize that like this is important. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do anything for of, Gundam. There we go. With the price of gas these days, it'd be cheaper to fly. This is like directly in the wheelhouse of like what I know you and Medi like. And it's, like, the perfect bridge for, like, a really good series. Um, I think he's watched the first episode of Witcher Mercury. Because yeah, I know. And it's, like, so many people who are, like, hmm, like, never never even heard of Utna or something at this point. That I'm, like, wow, this is, like, one of the most influential shows, like, Ever. 30 years ago. Like, yeah. Or, like, 20, 23 years ago. Sorry. it's like I'll watch Utena at some point. 90s. I've seen, like, five episodes. Yeah. I just think of the music when, uh, uh, like the the music when when you're like when they're climbing the staircase. Yeah, it's a pretty epic music. Yeah. All right, my turn for gore. I would like to talk about Shigurui Death Frenzy, uh, which is it is a 2007 Studio Madhouse production about samurai in Edo, Japan. Uh and have you ever wanted to see an old man get his head cut in half and then continue to attempt to move as his brains spill out of the other half of his head? I'll be real. I like totally sure. forgot that happened. That that was there was, there was so much nasty gore in this show. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it is absolutely for mature audiences. Uh, so it's interesting because most of the show is basically a flashback. Um, it begins with a sword tournament and the two people that are doing swords with each other first of all are using real swords instead of wooden swords and second of all are both mutilated like they both have a huge handicap like one of them i believe is missing fingers and the other one is like blind um and and so and they know they they have a history together uh, and so most of the show is a flashback of that history. And 
man, it is if it is a excellent kind of samurai themed revenge story. And then on top of that, it has some of the most well animated and extra like violence that I think I've seen in a really long time. There is a man who literally gets Joker scars because he gets a sword shoved into his face and cut through his cheeks. We got people losing fingers. We got the guy getting his head cut off. Not Mm -hmm. cut off, getting cut in half. Uh, We have, I believe, somebody's nipples are twisted so hard that they are removed (laughs) from their body. Sounds like all the usual fixings. I I was going to say, like, we should actually put a content thing before this bit. Um, okay, uh, I'll I'll I, I'll put a heads up. I, yeah, I was like, uh, I I know what scene you're talking about, and that part was that part was super nasty. That's like one of the parts that like really really like stands with me when I remember about the show because it's like I I felt that like yeah no no it, it it really is like a good show like to be uncomfortable with because I felt yeah. like the violence is very real it's real it's yeah, grounded it's a really grounded grounded series it's good show because like sometimes you watch like a samurai show that's like super gory like afro samurai where it's it's more intentionally comical where everyone's getting cut into a million pieces and the blood splatters on everywhere um even yeah. even if that one's like a like a still grounded art style but like you know it's it's already kind of over the top to begin with whereas this is supposed to be like actual historical Edo japan uh, this is what happens when you cut somebody in half with a sword, kind of. Like, yeah, and like there's yeah. so much like excessive cruelty that is just like the day to day life for them because it's like the key conflict with the the main samurai dojo is like they're they're not just like a dojo of like like devoted to like one cause they're they're only basically devoted to themselves so like anything that's like an outsider to them. Or something that's just not strength that can't be useful to them is like something to get cast out. Um, it's like a very, very protective, jealous um, group of, of warriors. Um, yeah, and I think that that's sort of, yeah. You, you can go. I, I mean, you you brought it up as like it is a show to feel uncomfortable while watching, and I, I definitely am reflecting in the past like ninety seconds where I'm talking so like animatedly about all this violence. But I remember when we were watching it. And there are scenes when, like, the entire room just goes quiet because it's like, oh, good lord, this that happened. Like, it is it is the kind of violence and implied violence and not even implied, but just, like, expressly shown on screen that makes people shut up because it's it's horrifying. It is. It, it's it's appalling to look at and to think about. And because it's done in such a realistic way. There's no, like, you know, extra sound effects or special techniques. Like, when, look, using Elfin Lead and um, and Dora Hedoro's examples, those are both kind of, like, science fiction or, like, fantasy shows. So there's all sorts of extra stuff added on top of the violence. Um, Shigurui is basically a historical drama where they turned the violence up to 11. There's no, like, supernatural whatever's going on. It's just people beating the crap out of each other in a realistic way. Like there are battles that are essentially maybe like each person gets one swing because that's just what happens. If you screw up, you're dead or you lose an arm. Yeah. And it really does like kind of like break the mold of like the romance, like the romantic aspect of samurai life. It's just like, nah, this, this, this was, 
this was a mean time where people were exploited people were just hurt for no reason and like everything was kind of just might makes right in a lot of ways um yeah i i do love though like from how the show begins of like where you have your your two protagonists at the very beginning of this tournament where you're like oh i wonder who's gonna kill each other at this end and obviously like they're not they're not uh maimed uh in their first flashback when you go all the way back you're like oh now they this guy still has his eyesight this guy still has his arm both arms for example it's like oh like you have that like feeling of like something is gonna happen that's gonna you know yeah you know where it ends up and you're like oh one of these people is gonna go blind yeah like like they're both gonna be in this like insanely broken state by the end of the show and you're like it's almost like dude does does the does the outcome of this duel is it going to matter by the time we we finally jump to this present day you know yeah that's that's my submittal for like gory shows. It is probably one of the most violent shows I've ever watched in terms of how real it is cuz that just adds extra weight. So I totally recommend it. If if you like that kind of stuff, watch it. Uh if you if you don't uh stay very far away from it. Yeah, and I I feel like it's really apparent like in the beginnings of like whether or not you're going to be okay with the violence um and, and the gore, I don't think it ever, like, holds back in a lot of spots. I think you find out pretty early if this show is for you. Yeah, no, it's, it's just so funny when you mention, like, the the silence people had in that room when we were watching it. And I'm, we're kind of, like, looking at them, like, are you not entertained? <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is what we came to this organization to do. <laughs> we're here to yeah. watch dark, edgy stuff. Um it's, we're just like all, like all crowded in this tiny room, just watching this all silent. We're like, wow, that was that was nasty. Yeah, yeah. It's it, the heights of depravity. It's wild. I love it. How do we transition out of that? Holy smokes! Uh, I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, it's like it's got more violence than I, I would say. Like the fact that it's like it's more like the people to people violence that uh, doesn't really shy away from it. That I think is kind of different than like the context of like denji slaying a bunch of zombies or, or devil for example um, yeah there's definitely an there's an othering of devils like they're not people whereas shigurui is like this is people killing people the animation also i realized as i was talking about that animation super pretty madhouse good job i feel like it's it's super like low-key kind of show because 2007 this is like one of the madhouse shows it's like like at that like kind of like right at the i don't know rebirth of anime after after the crash yeah I'm, like, I'm looking at what else aired in the same season well just just think of it like as like if you ever think of like years of anime like 2006 is the haruhi so like if you think of uh anything before 2006 is bh before haruhi Suzumiya, and then like <laughs> this would be one of the like year one app like AD yeah. or I mean this is the same season as Bakano and uh the second season of Higurashi and Mononoke, which we mm-hmm. talked about last week. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Those those also have some gory gory scenes as well, but I'd imagine that's yeah, I'd imagine it's not as much as this one. <laughs> School days. <laughs> School days is also that <laughs> oh, season. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. There were some Goodness dark gracious. things. We had Bakano School Days, Sayonara Zetsubo-san, Higurashi, Mononoke, Shigurui. Like, there's like nothing wholesome in this bit. This is like that. This is like that peak. Like, 
like 2000s edge you know like like, like yeah they, really like they would never have a season like this it's so funny looking at it it's not it's a season that's made for me this season is made for me now i'm gonna crawl into it we should talk about the junji ito collection when we talk about uh comedy horror not because it's supposed to be a comedy but just because it ended up like that yeah, I mean, yeah, horror and comedy are, like, got that similar thing. Like, horror's got punchlines, comedy's got punchlines. It's just... <laughs> yeah. I don't want to I don't want to start sounding like the Joker. I'm like, yeah, everything is comedy. <laughs> everything is funny. Um, I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's going to have that, that kind of energy. But, I don't know, I, I came off of, like, I just recently watched, was it the, like, um, British television aired... Um, the don't hug me i'm scared like had a tv show series so like it's it's got oh, yeah. that mix of like it's it's comedy but also got like horror and it's like puppets and stuff so it's like um yeah no it's that's that's like non-anime but it's just like dang like so no don't hug me i'm scared is very good because it is the it it the, it it provides the viewer experience of laughing until you realize it's time to stop laughing and the laughter just dies it's so good yeah so anyway what were the next before so i can prepare for like the next uh spook segments for the next couple of weeks what were the other ones we have in store coming up oh you're gonna make me pull it up right now uh, i believe next so the last week of the of of october is going to be our comedy one because haha funny at the end um and then we have uh We've got supernatural and sci-fi shows next week, um, which is going to include potentially one of my favorite series of shorts, unless we want to categorize that as a comedy instead. Uh, no, I think we will. I have, yeah, no, we, we can we can talk. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we can talk about that for for next week. That'll be fine. Um, we have a previous episode of the Spooktober. We've got two more after this one. Uh, we we'd love to. First of all, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you would like more content like this, let us know by commenting on the Twitter account. You can find us on social media. My social media is at Konochioda. Nick, yours is at Nico the Neko. So it's Anatrans Nico. Um, I don't have content, but if someone follows me, I'll I'll find content for you. Um, so far, it might just be like re- retweeting all of the random like. Gundam, which from Mercury things I find because it's just like it's it's really the hot ticket Twitter item right now. I I am just mostly a retweet account as well. My most recent one because I realize we haven't talked about it because it's not in my notes is the um the U.S. Consumer Protection. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah I, uh, I I'll let you know about that actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, a man made of chainsaws, huh? And then followed by like. <laughs> eight tweets about chainsaw safety i will be putting that in the description this isn't asha compliant <laughs> he's like i, I, I love this that chainsaw in this warehouse cutting up all these zombies someone could get hurt <laughs> yeah no that that twitter account is amazing i love it it's got as I, I think i told you nick it has very big um graphic design is my passion energy yeah yeah <laughs> for like all their graphics it's so good so like it's probably just like one person that's just like running this it's just like professional memer is like yeah um there was like an npr article about it actually because um, (laughs) yeah because wow i'll I'll see if i can find it if i can't whatever um but it's it's uh it's very good and it's it's like one guy that was like you know people think government you know government agency accounts are boring what if we just mess around a little bit 
Anyway, Will, where can we find you on the internet space? Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter, at TheWriterSITB. Uh, I also regularly handle the news content on our uh, anime trending website. So, uh, actually, a uh, little plug, but I did recently cover the release of the um, the opening song for Chainsaw Man. So, if you want to know where you can listen to it on like any uh, of your favorite streaming services, uh, check check out our articles as well as uh, our social media on the main anime trending trending account as well. So, yeah, yeah. And if if you're listening to that on on your favorite streaming services, why not listen to the anime trending podcast? This very podcast available on all of your favorite streaming services. Yep, you can also find us. There's also a Girl Talking podcast run by um, the ladies of Anime Trending that's also been critically acclaimed. So take a good look at that um, too. Yeah, I yep. think that's I think that's all the the extra closing stuff that we normally do. Yeah, I mean, so yep. See you next week. Watch Chainsaw Man. Watch Chainsaw Man. Yep. Watch Spy Family. Watch Mob Psycho. Watch Bleach. Watch, watch Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. Just watch well, everything in the fall watch season. Watch Gundam: Witch from Mercury. Watch Urusei Yatsura this week when it comes out. Watch that. Watch all of Golden Connolly. There, there's all my picks. Yeah, um, we we promise that like the first episode of November is going to be us talking about the fall season because, as you can tell, we're very pent up. Well, also, with the also shows. Pop, Pop Team Epic Two. Pop Team Epic Two. Oh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Pop Team Epic. Throw the bone for James for Do It Yourself. Uh... Yes, Do It Yourself. Also excellent. We'll talk about it in November. I feel like this outro is going to be twenty minutes long if we just keep talking about shows we like. There is my top ten, and I'm looking forward to the results for next week. Uh, yeah, well, yep. when we get a chart check, we'll talk about it, and we'll try not to let it take up the entire show. So, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.